reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but, of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, he's the sexual, intellectual, double H, the Husky heartthrob, leader of the Husky Army, and a man who studies at the altar of Haystacks Calhoun, my man, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? An old school right there with Haystacks. That's like an old school Husky Army member, right? Hell, he might have been the guy that started it. A <laughs> um, lot of talk about this week, man. It's having the news, having the figures, having the cards, which first off, thank, oh, special shout out. Thank you to Ken Golden for coming on the show last week. Um, Ken, the founder of Golden Auctions, had a big weekend where they grossed, listen to this, $45 million. Is that all? That's it. So, yeah, it was pretty big, man. It was one of the favorite things we've ever done on this podcast. The fact that, like, he got done with Barstool Sports and then did our podcast was that's pretty cool. So, yeah, shout out to Ken. Shout out to Justin Credible for doing an interview last week. Uh, very well. He's very engaging, and I know that he's always looking to do podcasts. So I highly recommend anybody that has a podcast out there to um, work with him because it was very it – was it was a fun time, man. I know you had a blast. Yeah, it was awesome. I – I had fun with both of them. Ken was amazing. Uh, Justin, the same way. Those guys treated us amazing, very professional. And uh, again, I think that's that's the beginning. I mean, I think we'll we'll probably end up doing a lot more, you know, interviews, things like that. People really got behind them, enjoyed them. Our numbers shot through the roof. So uh, publicity is always a good thing. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Speaking of publicity, little little pay per view action the other night, Barry. That's see, that's a rumor I heard. Exploding barbed wire. Exploding barbed wire death match. Um, we don't do pay per view reviews on here, so we're not gonna review the whole thing. We're just talk about some of the stuff we liked and didn't like with the show. Um, let's start with the big one. You know, it was touted that they were going to bring in a Hall of Fame-worthy talent. They had a big signing, one of the biggest in their company's history. And it was Christian Cage. I actually predicted Christian Cage. I thought it was going to be him. It made all the sense in the world. He uh, didn't have a contract at the time, I guess, when he worked at the Royal Rumble. So I like that he came back with the Royal Rumble, was able to have that moment with Edge, kind of put a bow on that. And for me, I'm just going to go off a little bit here. There was a lot of people had opinions one way or the other. I, I mean, I heard if it's not CM Punk or Brock Lesnar, it's going to be a letdown. I, that's setting the bar pretty fucking high. The, higher, too high. the highest, yeah. The highest. The highest you can set the bar to me. <laughs> um, for me, I think you got to look at it from Christian Cage's perspective a little bit. You know, do you sign that deal with WWE and then you're kind of at one man's mercy and probably going to just get fed to Roman until WrestleMania? That's how that was going to look. Or you can go to AEW, probably make, I'm guessing, comparable money, 
and be creatively more satisfied. And if you look at it from AEW's perspective, you're bringing a guy who I feel like Christian's very underrated, and I feel like the chatter on the internet kind of proved that to me a little bit because he's had great matches, he's had a great career, he's done, I mean, very versatile performer, he's done many, many, about all, everything you can do, he's done pretty much, you know, and his influence on that promotion, uh, the talent that <laughs> I like that Dax says willing to listen, you know what I mean, and and the matches he can have and the creative input he can have in those matches, he's touted as one of the greatest wrestling minds in the business. And that gets said often, I hear. I hear that all the time. Bruce Pritchard says it all the time. So I think it's a win-win, and I'm excited what he can do there, Barry. Yeah, same here. I thought it was great. Coming off of the Royal Rumble, he gets all that TV exposure, WWE pay-per-view exposure. And he's one of the final four in the Rumble. So there's instant credibility. And, you know, like I said, he did the thing with Edge. They put the bow on that. He ties in so well with what AEW does. He's an NWA champion. They recognize that title for how long? I mean, hell, he's had matches with Angle. Uh, Who else was there at the time? Samoa Joe, I believe he had good matches with. I mean, I think he he raises the talent there so much and his input, they're going to let him be creative. Like you said, his, his input and especially the way he's going to help the other younger guys put their matches together. We might not see so many leg slaps that everybody's so hot in the ass about, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm excited to see what he can do. And there, it sounds like they're going to give him the ball and let him, you know, do what he does. Yeah, so I think I think that's a big a big one. Uh, a match that I really really enjoyed was the uh, AEW tag team match with the Young Bucks and uh, against uh, I guess you call it the Inner Circle Jericho and MJF. I thought it was that match was everything it needed to be. MJF obviously carried the load for his squad. I tell you what, man, when he I don't want to say when given the chance, when he has to, man, that kid knocks it out of the park, dude. Yeah. And that's, again, that's what he does. He's came up around these guys. He's a tremendous performer. I said it a while back. To me, he's the best hill going. And I liked what they did with the interview. They, they you know, gave you what you wanted. And now, with the interview, made you want to see Wednesday. Right. It made you want to tune in Wednesday to see... What's this change they're talking about? What's going to happen? So, again, another nice angle set off at AW. <laughs> Did you listen to uh, Jericho's podcast last week with MJF? Huh? Oh, my God. It was amazing. They were in character the entire time, and it was an hour of just me laughing in my car. It was <laughs> fucking hilarious. At one point, Jericho played... Uh, Word association with MJF, where Jericho would give MJF uh, a wrestler's name, and MJF had to say the first thing popped in his mind. So the first one he said was Darby Allen, to which MJF said school shooter. Yes. <laughs> like my God. Right. There, there's not a lot of room left there on that bone. My God. Like it's just I don't know. I know that's that's very like dark and whatever you know very, but to me like I don't know. 
I know it crosses the line. It's probably sick to even laugh at, but I was like, very, very few times do I get like shocked when I listen to a podcast like that, as level that I was, and it was. And that's what he does. He says shit that people would be offended. And it reminds me of the comic Anthony Jesselnik. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, 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 I'm familiar. He reminds me of him to where he says shit, and if anyone else said it, they'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe he just said that. But because it was him that said it, it's okay. So he kind of reminds me of that shock value kind of heel and the shit that he says. Next, there was the uh, the Casino Battle Royal with the tag teams. I didn't love it, really, just because I don't like tag team battle royals. It got turned into kind of a clusterfuck a little bit. But, man, the last four minutes of that shit with Jungle Boy and Ray Phoenix, man, give me that feud. My goodness. Jungle Boy is another one that, again, every time he's required to, he knocks it completely out of the park, and it's well well documented what Ray Phoenix can do. I give me that match. I mean, workers getting after it. I did. I said, I watched that. I seen that just insane. Uh, choreographed or whatever you want to call it. Some people, but Oh my God, it looks so choreographed. It's one thing to fucking choreograph something. And then it's another thing to go out there and do it and make it not look so choreographed. Just so fast. And all that is, insane and incredibly talented you're talking about psychology you know what I mean? right that's that's exactly what it was um the women's championship match between uh yukaru shida and rio mizunami this is something that always kind of bothers me and we talk about toxic twitter and stuff rio mizunami is a legend in japan an absolute legend but you know to the american fan they confuse with you know, because a lot of people, you know, they, they live within their bubble. You know what I mean? Which is fine. I'm not, I'm, that's great. You know, I don't, I'm not an expert on women's Japanese wrestling. I don't pretend to be, you know, but I also don't think that just because I don't know somebody means they suck. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's something old, you know, this isn't getting over. And I do think that like, maybe there was a little bit of like the fans didn't know who she was, but don't equate that with like, she's not good. Right, yeah, and there's a ton, listen, there's a ton of women in Japan that can fucking go. So when these guys get on these shows and whatever, and, oh my God, Sasha Banks is the greatest, and there's chicks in Japan, Sasha Banks wouldn't even be able to fucking carry their bag to the fucking show. I think a good example is, like, I don't think everyone knew who Io Shirai was before she got there. Right, and but there's a ton, but I'm saying, like, even back in the day, there's just a crazy amount of talented women over there, like Homicide's Finisher. That was created by a female in Japan, the mm-hmm. cop killer. That was a female finisher in Japan, just in case anybody was confused. There are workers over there and chicks that can go, and to just see one one woman come over and then people be like, I don't know her, which I guess it's, it's on them to get themselves over with the American public. Right. But some of them, you know, might just say, eh, I'm over here and enjoy their vacation. I mean, hell I've seen Muda come over 
and not do so, so much Muda shit. So it just depends, you know, on what's happening. Next thing I want to talk about, um, face of the revolution ladder match where there's a brass ring hanging above the ceiling, probably a bit of a troll. I'm not sure. I don't know if Miss McMahon actually invented the term brass ring. That could be a dusty thing too. I, that could be, I don't, again, I don't work in the business, so I don't, I don't know. It did at first glance seem like a troll though, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> but you had, um, you had Cody Rhodes versus Penta versus Scorpio Sky versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster. Max Caster, excuse me, who I'm very high on, by the way. I think Max Caster has a bright, bright future. But the surprise entrant they've been touting was our, no, I shouldn't say our friend, but somebody who we've talked about and been fans of on this podcast for a while, All Ego Ethan Page. I think that's a hell of a signing by AEW. I think that's a signing for the future. Whenever you said it, when I told talked to you about it, you said, Great worker, great self-promoter. Those are all the things that AEW is looking for. And his age and what he's able to, been able to accomplish, I think that I'm, I will never fault anybody for going to WWE, you know, but it, I don't think it fits for everybody, especially somebody who is as creative and self-promoting and as much of a hustler as Ethan Page is. I think he's a better fit in AEW than what he would have been in WWE. And I think it's a great signing for AEW. Yeah, because and everyone in WWE, to their credit, has the best marketing. Absolutely. They, they put you out there, all that. There are certain guys, Zack Ryder's one. I mean, co- I mean, there are guys that real self-promoters that just, they don't need that machine behind them. They fucking get out and do the grunt work, get themselves over. Ethan Page does that. I mean, he, the karate man, and he's making videos like he's in blood sport, crazy shit. And I thought that was just genius. And that yeah. dude is amazing. And I think what we talk about with like, when we talk about like self promoting, like they have an idea how they want to present themselves. And when they go sign that contract with WWE, that might not necessarily be in line with how WWE want to present themselves. Right. Present and, them, uh, you know I mean? But then there's guys like, Adam Cole, who's, you know, probably a better fit in WWE than what he would be in AEW because good company man, great worker, probably takes direction well, has faith in Triple H and Shawn Michaels to get him where he's going to be. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's different. It's it's And I hear people talk about, like, um, you know, I heard Breaker talk about his podcast, you know, it's fake, right, where he was with uh, Jeff Toon from Fully Posable, which is a great show, by the way. But he talks about how any idea you have in WWE when you sign that contract is their intellectual property. Yeah. And I think that's a, I mean, that's just something, yeah, people might not like put a lot of stock in that. I think that's a big statement, you know, because Ethan Page, who is a creative guy, who is gonna, you know, wants to create his own vlogs and wants to create his own characters and wants to all his own, have his hands in his merch and all that stuff. That's, not going to be his if he goes to WWE. Billy Gunn. That's he went over to AEW and then they bitch. Oh, it's you can't use this, you can't use that. Right, right, right. And so yeah, I mean there are guys. Dan Housen's another one. I mean that dude gets his shit out and over all the time. Would he work in WWE? No, to me, no, because someone else can't tell Dan Housen how to be Dan Housen. It has to be 
his way. And and no like same thing with Ethan Ethan Page. No one can tell Ethan Page like, okay, this is this is what I want you to do, buddy. Get out there and you know. And that's kind of what, like you said, WWE. If you take good dictation, <laughs> uh, then yeah, you will get over there. You'll you'll get some ideas thrown your way. But right. I think for Ethan Page, like you said, AEW is a perfect spot, and he will get to continue to be himself and create for himself. And I've heard guys talk about Tony Khan saying he he lets you be you encompassed in his vision. So, I mean, I guess that's a beautiful way to put it. I uh, did like the match. I'm glad Scorpio Sky won. He was kind of like the underdog one in the match, too. So he'll get a TNT uh, title shot against Darby Allen. I did love the Darby Allen Sting versus uh, Taz's team, the cinematic match. Brian Cage and uh, was it Ricky, Ricky Starks? Starks? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a big Ricky Starks fan. But I feel like Sting looks stronger in one night than he ever did at the other company. That's and not because Triple H made him job out. Oh, that was. <laughs> whole different and this isn't a bash on wwe either that's just saying that like I, I think everything we just said about ethan page and christian you can apply to sting and that's probably right. a really good example you know sting obviously um, he's gonna move a lot of merch he's a little long in the tooth and this is he was in wwe kind of before the era of the cinematic match too so maybe it's not a completely fair criticism you know what i mean but the fact that you know you put him with darby as kind of a mentor and that he was able to have that cinematic match and look like a beast. I thought that was fun as hell, man. I really, really enjoyed that match. Yeah, and and again, egos played a part in his WWE run. Let's not fucking... And like I said, I'm not bashing WWE, but what does Triple H gain by beating Sting right there? Nothing. He's not working full-time. Nothing. Dude... And Sting's going on to wrestle Seth Rollins. You're putting, and all Seth, this. You're putting Sting in a, in, a, in a title feud after that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it right. doesn't make any sense. Why, why is he losing right there for anything other than your fucking ego? Anything. So you get to AEW and look how they're using him. People are feeling like, wow, Sting is a player. Sting has a fucking, he's an impact here. He's not just an old guy that's going out there and. He's just going to manage or be a mentor. He can be a factor. Tolly Blanchard showed he's a factor at 60-something years old. He's a workhorse, the wombat. Dude, that was fucking incredible. (laughs) Did did Tolly Blanchard steal a show in 2021? Well, let me ask you this, because before we go to the, the main event and stuff, but you've been watching, listen, I've been getting fucking late night messages talking about Tully Blanchard can fucking go. Tully Blanchard can fucking work. What have you been watching about with uh, Tully? I've been watching Tully Blanchard about a week straight now. <laughs> um, any any uh, matches there that stand out? Well, obviously, Starcade 85 was fucking beautiful. Right? That's a beautiful, beautiful if you love like old school, gritty, like a real fight, stiff, blood, Stark 85, Tully and TA, Magnum, my God. 
But, you know, I'm also following um, what happened when, 1986. So I've been watching every week with Tony talking over, and they splice in the promos you watch with the guys. And it's not just like I, – I feel like it's really great for what happened when because I got away from a bunch of Conrad and Tony inside jokes. And because Tony's like – he remembers this shit, and he's genuinely excited about watching it. And he can tell you what's going on and everything. Like totally uh, cut a promo. The last episode I watched with JJ, obviously, and Tully had sunglasses on. And you know, Conrad kind of asked me, why do you have sunglasses on? Oh, he was really hungover. <laughs> it's like that, like little behind the scenes stuff. But even then, like, a money, like, he, he, his promos are just, like Tony says, he works backwards in his promos. Yep. You know what I mean? So he, he gives you the point, and then he works backwards from there. And it's just, it's fucking beautiful to watch. And there's no, I mean, Obviously, he was booking, what was that, Southwest Championship Wrestling? Yeah, that was him and his dad. Yeah. And he was booking it, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, the guy obviously has a mind. It's a it's a crying shame that he was away from the wrestling business as long as he was. But his, I mean, obviously, some of the stuff doesn't age as well, like a springboard suplex as a finisher. The, <laughs> the sling, well, see, now he, the slingshot suplex. This is a simple move nowadays. Right. Did you know the slingshot suplex is what got Big Bubba Rogers, the boss man, his job? I did not. So on an episode of that coming up early in 86, you will see uh, Ray Trailer against Tully Blanchard. And Tully slingshot suplexes Ray Trailer. And apparently Dusty, according to Cornette, Dusty's watching. And says, damn, if that big dude can get up for the wombat, he he might have something. And so they took him off, they take him off TV and then bring him back as Big Bubba Rogers. That he that got him his break. Tolly Blanchard slingshot suplex thing. That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, just I hopefully a, a generation went back and watched a bunch of old Tolly matches because I mean that shit is just so enjoyable. And I love these little tangents I get on. You know, I have my Barry Wyndham tangent. I've had many Arn tangents. <laughs> my Tully tangent now. It's 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 really fun. He's Tully is like so underappreciated just because of the group he was in, where you had Flair and Arn as like the talkers and shit. So Tully's promos always kind of got eh. But like you said, when Tony Schiavone tells you he makes his point and then works his way backwards. It makes them so much better to mm-hmm. watch, and I, even and now as an older person, you're like, damn, that was fucking good, right? Like, because you understand it more as an adult than you did as a kid. So, like, I watch them all the time. Like, I mean, I go back and watch those episodes, and it's like, damn. And I will fast forward to the promos and be like, damn, like those dudes had it. And next up, we're gonna talk about the main event. Barbed wire death match for the AEW championship. John Moxley against champion Kenny Omega. Um, it's. I know everyone's talking about the end, rightfully so. I thought the match was good. The actual match I enjoyed. It was a visual. Visually, it was a spectacle. You know, anytime somebody got thrown off that barbed wire and you see the explosions. It was, you know, it's not something you see all the time. I'm not, I'm sure you've seen a lot more death matches than I have. So I'm going to let you speak on it more. But then at the end, when they had the countdown, and Eddie Kingston come on. And first of all, I'm going to call him Captain Kayfabe 
Eddie Kingston <laughs> went out there and, and laid on John Moxley like he was saving his life, and you got pretty much the popcorn fart of sparklers and a couple of minor C4 explosions. That was a big letdown. I feel like that really took away from the match, and I feel like if you can't do the match correctly, you probably shouldn't do the match at all. Now, I'm sure – I saw people blaming John Moxley online like he somehow is the engineer behind it. That's fucking crazy, but whatever. Shitposter is going to shitpost. It sucks for the talent. They go out there and risk their bodies like that and put themselves through that match for that to happen. And there's reports that Kenny Omega was outraged backstage, which you're talking about the emotions coming off that match. Probably not surprising, you know, but it was it was disappointing. And like I said, when, when that kind of thing fucks up, it's all people are going to talk about. Yeah, and there's not been very many exploding ring death matches. And now with these cinematic matches, like you said, you can't tell me that they couldn't have made a um, a movie like to end the show. Just play that, where you know the guys. Okay, this is our finish, and then just blow yeah, the shit for, up. What's that? Yeah, you're still gonna have. Yeah, I don't know if the age of cell phone cameras if you can do that. Oh, that's true. That's true. I forgot they had a live audience, so they had to have something there. But again, man, it's like, what what if you say, okay, we're going to do a barbed wire match? It doesn't have to be exploding. If they, if they say we're doing a barbed wire match, there hasn't been very many mainstream barbed wire matches. No. And, the, and you don't have that fucked finish right there? That match is probably like talked about. I mean, that breaks the internet. Some of the shit they did. You think they'll do it again? Man, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know if so. you can. I I don't think you can risk it fucking up again. again. I think you tried it. It happened. Move on. Yeah, and you know, listen, we could see a scaffold match coming up. Some crazy, <laughs> something fucking crazy like that. I mean, I mean, I've seen a circus wire death match. I'll send you the link on YouTube. And it's basically you're on a scaffold and under you, you know how you have a net? Your net is barbed wire. And it's fucking insane. Yeah, I mean, there's dudes getting suplexed on the barbed wire tables on the outside. Like, fuck. It's just, I, 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 again, if I was Kenny Omega or John Moxie, I'd have been pissed off too. Shout yeah. out to Eddie Kingston for selling it though. <laughs> he was, Like he was dead. And I love, somebody made a thing that said in memory of, and it had his picture and shit. That was great. <laughs> Hey, God did what he's had, God did what he was told to do. Right. You know? Hey, to the best of his ability. And you thought he was dead. <laughs> um next up, WWE Network. You're hot about this. I'm mildly hot about this. I, I would say I'm mild about this. How's that? Not hot. I I, I agree with that. Fair, I'm 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 extra mild about this. Uh so the WWE Network We'll be moving to Peacock. I think it's March 18th. But the W Network itself is going to exist until April 4th. And then it'll be Peacock full time. But what's going to happen is all this, like right now, I'm watching Steve Regal and Fit Finley, Uncensored 96, beat the ever-living shit out of each other. I'm not going to be able to do that for a while because we're losing all, no, I should say all, a lot of the archives. 
We're losing WCW, we're losing ECW, we're losing territories. We're losing a lot of WWE pay-per-views, I'm guessing, Raw, SmackDowns, things like that. It's going to be pretty much, I think you're getting all the WrestleManias and then like just like new original content to start. And then over the next three, four months, they're going to slow roll it, kind of what they did with the original when they first had the network, but hopefully not that slow. They said by SummerSlam, all the stuff should be up. So SummerSlam's in August. It's usually right around, around the time I do fantasy drafts. So, you know, May, June, July. We're talking about four months yeah. probably without that stuff. Uh, that's, for me, if that, that's going to affect everybody differently. It's going to affect me big time because I primarily watch old stuff. That's almost always what I watch. So that's, when I saw that, that was I'm glad you sent me thousands of DVDs to watch because I'm I'm a little sad about it, man. That sucks. I watch WCW all the time. And I don't know what this is going to do for what happened when, their watch-alongs. Yeah. That's a pretty much primarily a watch-along show. You know, so that's that's going to be disruptive. I don't I don't I don't love it. I understand it. I don't pretend to know like how streaming services work. I'm sure it has to do with bandwidth and things like that and making sure you don't overload it and they're going to have new members and yada, yada, yada. I I get it, but it doesn't mean it doesn't suck. <laughs> and are people going to want to pay Peacock, you know, just to get WWE Network? Right. But, I mean, I like you said, I get it. I'm not. I signed up for Peacock. I didn't, like, automatically get the WWE Network or no shit like that right now. I don't need it, <laughs> uh, but I I have it for when we do shit like that, for when we do watch longs. And well, stuff. and also also too, like it's the same price, right? Actually, right. I think it's gonna be cheaper. It's gonna be five bucks, right? I think it's gonna be tiers to it. Well, there's uh for the first four months that pr- uh, promo code, um, WWE sent out. You get it for two ninety nine, so it's four ninety nine to Peacock, and then. Uh, two ninety nine for WWE Network, so you save like two bucks. Damn, it is what it is. So, moving on, we don't have a lot of figure news to talk about this week. We do have a little bit though. I think I sent you. Maybe I didn't. AEW Unrivaled Series Six. I believe I sent you victory. Maybe I didn't. Oh, yeah, here it is. AEW Unrivaled Series 6. They announced who it was going to be. We have uh, Hikaru Shida, MJF, Jericho, Jack Swagger, Penta, and Ray Phoenix. Jake Hager. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Old habits die hard sometimes. I drew a blank on what he was called now. I don't see it. He hasn't been on TV lately, so kind of lost it. Um, So we have four re- we have four repeats here. Yeah. Not, man, you can't tell me there's not other guys there that don't deserve a figure. So I'm saying, I understand, <laughs> I understand the need for repeats, like, because you want to get, like, the big stars on the shelves. I, I get that. But only two new ones this time in Series series 6. Yeah, and uh. and Sammy, I think, said it best, like, we don't need six of one guy and eight of another guy and four of another guy just because they got a different outfit on. Right. Like give us some new people. Like listen, 
put Eddie Kingston out, I'll buy three of them. <laughs> I'm just saying. But have like have some there's there's other guys in your company, man. Jungle Boy, like which he's getting one, right? Yeah, he's getting one. Series five, I believe. Yeah. So I mean you there's other guys coming out, but you have so many more guys on that roster. Why ain't Sting getting one yet? Well, I don't know if it's, they've had enough time. It usually takes like nine months. Yeah, but Sting's a pretty easy figure, you would think, because there's so many models of Sting that you could right. be like, okay, let me whip this together. So, I don't know. I just think that right now the creative part of it is, is shit. Like, make some new guys. That's, that's just my that's opinion. That's a fair criticism, man. I saw people. That's to me. That's very fair. You know, I don't. I'm not gonna buy the MJF. I'm not gonna buy the Jericho. I already got those guys. You know what I mean? Right. So Hikaru Shida might be one I get, but series. It's just one of them series. And we see it in WWE all the time. We we criticize them for the same Mattel for the same shit. Like, you know, I don't need 35 Seth Rollins. I don't need 42 AJ Styles. You know what I mean? The, right. <laughs> Finn Balor. Finn Balor, Ray Mysterio, so they end up sitting on pegs. Yep. You know, so we'll see. But that's kind of all we got for news. You ready to get into a little bit of legwork? Let's get it. Guys, go to doingthefavor.com. Hashtag let, or go to the legwork section. We have a buy, sell, trade. If you go online, use the hashtag legwork. Let us know what you're finding. Let us know what you're finding in the streets or online, wherever it may be. Kind of gives everybody an indication of what they can hope to see and when it's time to go out. So we also have SKUs for BrickSeek, DCBIs for Potfinder. It's down right now, but still, you utilize BrickSeek as much as you can. And Steve Regal's out here bleeding buckets. Belfast Bruiser. Yeah, you got him. <laughs> um, I I'll start. End up getting Elite 82. Jerry Lawler. Nice. A really really cool figure. Kind of toned down on what I've been collecting as far as figures. I feel like I was just buying the whole series, every series, and it was just got to be too much. So I'm just kind of sticking with legends and guys I don't have. So Lawler was definitely on that list for me. Uh, I didn't see Gronk. I'm not going to get Gronk, but apparently it's moving. And right, didn't see somebody the British, bought it. Somebody <laughs> bought it, yeah. Didn't see the British Bulldog either. So that's 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 the one, obviously, i got to have. Got to have the collector's editions. So didn't didn't see that. But I, I tell you what was promising for me. Three times I saw fresh cases of AEW Series 3. That, I've still yet to see uh, Series 3. At Targets, okay. not at Walmarts, which we talked about when we found out they were going to go to Targets. We were a lot more hopeful because, you know, we have better luck at Target. So, yeah, Cody Baker obviously obviously already picked me up the Dar- Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy. So it's like I keep the curse going. I have somebody get me a figure. I, I try not to, but when I break down, <laughs> okay, grab that for me. Boom, I see it like a day or two later. Every fucking time. So, but shout out Cody Baker for picking me up. We have a nice little thing going, so I'll be getting those soon. Uh, bought a lot of cards. That's what I like to hear right there. Bought a lot of cards. So you guys are probably going to hear us talking cards a little bit more. We're not going to overwhelm you with it. We know, you know, we have a lot of wrestling figure collector fans out there, listeners. But I'll tell you how crazy this card game is right now. Meyer, by my house, sells cards every Friday at 3 o'clock. Cats are getting there at noon. <laughs> and waiting in line for three hours 
for two Donruss optic bla football blasters. That's insane. That's insanity. You know, a lot of people wearing sweatpants on on, on weekday afternoons. I'm just gonna say that. We're just sweatpants <laughs> mafia. Shout out. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I actually went with a buddy. Well, I'll tell you what my first hit was. I went down to Walmart, do a little legwork, look for some figures. There was a number jumping AEW, didn't see him. As I was walking out, well, let me check cards on the off chance I can see one. This particular Walmart has a limit of one. Ooh. One. So I got a hanger of Donneros Optic 2020, to which I was able to get the Justin Herbert rookie hologram blue parallel. That was blue, called Blue Scope, and you want, and he wanted to send me that, but I was like, no, you hold on to it. Going for about two fifty, three hundred dollars, not graded on eBay right now. I only assume that's going to go up. I'm going to send it off and get it graded. So that's you know, graded. It's going for considerably more, obviously. I also got a Lavisca Chanel Blue Scope hologram. Nice. So got a CD Lamb green parallel which is awesome i'm very happy to have that i gotta think that that value is only going to go up on that card because he's not going to have any dalton passing to him every year All right so that's happy about that um today and then me and my buddy went to walmart after that which they were like fuck i'm on a hot streak you know i, I got i got i got the day let's see what i can do and i told my buddy we went to walmart they were selling cards at three o'clock on thursday we got there at two. We were fifteenth and sixteenth in line. Jesus. And I was like, "This ain't it. I ain't, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing this. This <laughs> is. I mean, I love cards. And I, I, it's, it's fun. I can't spend ten hours of my week in line. Some dude there told me that he got to Target, which opens at eight. He got to Target at five forty-five to wait for them to open to get three blasters. Mm. That's. That's next level. I can't do that. I mean, I can. I won't. I won't do that. That's insanity. Time is pretty valuable, I think. Time is more valuable than money because you can't replace time. You can replace money. Yada yada yada. So I'm that. That's whatever. Today I had to go to Target get some stuff for the house. Walked by the cards. There was nothing there. And then one of the employees walks over to me and goes, "What are you looking for?" And I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm just browsing. She goes, well, we got football and baseball over here. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, okay. I, I you talked over, me into it. <laughs> you talked me into it. I walked over there. They had a, you know, there's a, there's big red carts they use for stocking. Yeah. They had full, uh, full 2021 tops, just regular series, but they had probably four blasters left of the Don Russ optics. Mm. And I said, what's my limit? They said two. And I said, well, I'll take two of those. And they they said that's the first set to go every time. Yeah. Full day. Uh, Tua silver rookie. Uh, this off the top of my head. Grant Delpit silver rookie. Nothing real crazy, but you know a lot of like ten, fifteen, twenty dollar cards. All right. You know? So real happy with that. So that's Dunruss Optics. Something that like you're gonna get your money back almost every time. Yeah. And that's and that's why they're the first to go because. <laughs> They got some bangers in there if you get lucky. So, I mean, Justin Herbert's obviously the hot name right now. 
And when I pulled that that blue scope card, I was like, holy shit. And that was the first time I text Barry. That was the first time <laughs> I found football cards around here. The yeah. first fucking time. And hit a lick. So that was, you know, exciting. You know, it's, yeah. The card game right now is very fun. So I'm definitely incorporating that into my leg work. I didn't see I do see a lot of 2021 tops baseball sitting. Yeah. Just because that's just regular shit. You know what I mean? But not out here, though. They're like, moving seen, quick out there. I've seen the hobby, like not the hobbies, but like the bigger boxes that are 50 bucks, 44 or something, and uh, some blasters, and they're gone. And I'm like, damn, like base, there ain't nothing really in there that hot. No. You know? You got to hope for an autograph or something. That's. And that's I why mean, I haven't bought them. And again, too, just to show you what a lot of these dudes are doing, you guys want to talk about resellers. Those blaster boxes I got today were yep. 20 bucks a piece. They're selling just the box for 80. Yeah. That's, that's, you're making, a, I could have made $120 <laughs> right there without even opening a fucking pack of cards. You ain't got, you ain't got to take it to eBay. You can post that shit on Facebook. Gone. Yeah. So it's, you know, you see a lot of people doing the um, uh, box breaks and shit like that online right now. That's a hot thing. So that's something I'm going to start dipping my toes in a little bit more. But getting these cards graded is a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Because of the the, the turnaround time. Yeah. So I send that curve. If I send that Herbert card out tomorrow, I chances are I won't get it back till after football season next year. Yeah, eight eight months plus or something like that. Is eight what ten months saying. is what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's wild. So, and obviously they raised the price to kind of you know because people are sending bullshit in to get graded. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna have that. Barry, you tell a story about um repackaging of cards. Yeah, you sent me a thing today that said you know once it's sold, there's no returns. And uh, just by coincidence, I had been watching a YouTube uh, video and a guy was doing, you know, he does breaks on his channel, his YouTube channel. And he like opens it. He's like, I was going to do a break. And, you know, he's like, I pulled the. It makes a certain sound when you pull the plastic Mm -hmm. off, you know, well, this was like ripping. And he's like, that sounds different, you know. And he opens it up and all the packs had been opened and they were just stuck with like 80 Don Ru- 88 Don Russ and 89 Fleers and just trash. And he was like, what the fuck, you know? And he had three blo- three boxes like that. So somebody took the cards, took the time to refill them and then take them back and get their money back. So you just got, sit, you know, free cards and and your money back so i mean it is it's turned into a fucking scalping season like repackaging for figures but not as obvious that's that's fucking sick and disgusting as colonel rob parker walks to the ring right now um yeah that's that's insane but again with the legwork this week it was very promising dude i was able to find cards at retail price i found AEW figures I got my Lawler figure. Nice. So it, to, to me, that was, and just, I also got my eyes opened as to like the level these dudes are going to, to pay retail for these cards. Yeah. It's absolute insanity. I mean, this is, 
And you got to think, that's these dudes' jobs. This is what they're doing for a living right now. This is how they're putting food on the table. That's how they're, that's how they're paying their bills. Is To them, that's their work day. All right, I wake up. I go sit in front of Target, wait for them to open. I get my three boxes. I go to Meyer at noon. I wait in line for three hours. Yeah. That's that's nuts. Yeah. That's the, the dude at Meyer on Friday because I walk back there because I had to. I mean, I live you you know I live right beside Meyer, so it's damn near. I, I'm there you know a lot. Right. And I was like, oh, let me walk back and see what's going on with these cars. I know they they pop off at three. I saw the line wrap at some of the electronics desks back there wrapped all the way around, and there was probably. 40 people in line. Jesus. And I'm like, this ain't it, brothers. This thing. I mean, if you're number 40 in line and you're you probably get there at two o'clock and they open and you know they start selling at three, what are you getting? Nothing. Nothing. Gar- garbage. Garbage. And I mean, you know, when I went to Walmart, there was a dude in front of me and I'm like, I saw two fat packs of Dunruss optics left, and one dude was getting along the counter. I'm fucked. Then he bought Pokemon. I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, man. Thanks, Great brother. score. Yeah. yeah. So that was my legwork for the week, man. It was pretty card centric, but again, it's it's really fun. I, I'm having a, I'm having a lot of fun with that right now, man. Yeah, mine nothing. Like, I mean, literally, I see no cards. There's hockey and there's NASCAR Prism. I've seen there's, those, yeah. There's hockey upper deck, NASCAR Prism. Occasionally, I'll see some Tops baseball 2021. Not Tops Chrome, not Bowman, fucking just Tops. And I leave them every time. Yeah, me too. And and figures like my Walmart says there's six plus elites, and there's two hanging there. There's a Drake Maverick and a I don't know who the other one is. But Bailey, no, she's sitting all over, she's sitting all over, she's sitting everywhere around here. Yeah, no, it's just old. Like those aren't even hitting like 80, 81, 80, not here. No, I'll tell you what's sitting on pegs around here for 82. Alexa Bliss, which is kind of surprising because it's the first time you get the women's tag team championship. Yeah. And the, uh, the Finn Balor, not as surprising. Right. It's a really good Finn Balor though. I do think the figure, I do, I think the Alexa Bliss figure looks really good too. So, you know, kids out there, if you don't have a Finn Balor, that's a good one to grab. You probably have a chance to get it. Same with Alexa Bliss. If you want to add that belt, probably be really easy to get. I know there's right. three of them sitting at Target by my house right now. There's probably three or four Baileys up there. Um, Eric from, was that 80? He's sitting up there. The Everyone loved that, loved that figure. I, yeah. I was thrown off by the beard on that. But that's sitting still, still a few hands, obviously. But, you know. Again, I'm just on the lookout for Bulldog right now, and I'm pretty sure I'll get him at some point. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, and Sammy got me uh, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen. and those were must-haves for me too. And I got he sent me I I posted a, a, the Ric Flair Diamond Pop. Funko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and that looks fucking awesome. And he like pre-ordered that like in December or some shit. And he's like, I got you. And I was like, dude, you don't have to fucking, you know, pre. I mean, I appreciate and everything. Sammy's a, an amazing dude. Always helps out. Uh, does what he can. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, nothing around here. 
And that's and that's figures and cards. So it is completely dead right now. I tell you, I mean, when I stumbled upon that hanger Donald's optics dude, and I fucking pulled that Herbert card, made my week. Made my week. I was thrilled right there. Yeah, and I w- I actually w- I was fiending so bad. I went to the card shop here in town, and he doesn't have any new basketball or any football or anything like that. It's all baseball. Mm-hmm. And so I just was like, fuck it. I'll spend three bucks on a pack of 91, 92 upper deck basketball. Nice. Pulled a Jordan. Okay. And it's, and it's a mint 10. It's, I mean, it's fucking crispy. Looks good. So I was like, fuck, I ain't mad at that. That's, I mean, it's a Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and if you got it graded, it's probably a hundred dollars or something, mm-hmm. you know. So I, again, I ain't mad at that. That's it was what it was. I, I just wanted to open some fucking packs. Yeah. And, and this dude, listen, he's got old boxes of like top stadium club. Ba- I mean, these are baseball. Be careful. Those things, when after years and years and years, they fucking stick together. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean. I've, I've come across those too. Yeah, I mean, but he has like whole shelves of this shit. But I, I mean, I just get like a pack here and there, and it's whatever. And got a two thousand tops chrome Kobe for four bucks. And I just saw on eBay somebody there's bids on them for fifty. So I'm cool with that. I ain't mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 out here grinding, trying to trying to get some. There was a time in like 2009, 2010, where like Meyer by my house had blasters on clearance. And yeah. like I was getting like 2007 NBA, you know, Kevin Durant's rookie year. So I have probably 10, 15 Kevin Durant rookie cards I'm just sitting on. I have a bunch of Steph Curry rookie cards I'm just sitting on. Same with James Harden. You know what I mean? Russell Westbrook. So it's, I mean, after all these years, I mean, they, uh, those figures, those cards were like 20, 25, $30, maybe get up to 50. You know what I mean? Now they're like, you're talking about $200 cards. Right. And they're not even graded. Right. Yeah. I'm talking pulled from the pack right into the top loader. Well, like Ken said, if you got a Harden and the Nets win the championship, that shit's skyrocketing. And that that card itself, I have a, uh, I can't remember it. I want to say it's Prestige. Yep. (laughs) Rookie card. And for a while, I mean, I, when this whole thing popped off a few months ago, I was like, it was like ten bucks. Now it's like eighty. So like, it, I'm so hesitant to even sell anything. You know what I mean? So I don't want to cost myself money. So that's. You, you know how many times I've thought about selling these Mahomes rookies, and and they're not graded, but they're fucking, the, the corners are perfect, everything. And I just, I just can't do it because it's like I want to get them graded, but then it's like, do I really want them setting somewhere for fucking eight months, and then I might get back the wrong shit, and I don't know. I just, I'm always hesitant to send my shit out. And don't, don't tell me paranoia nightmare stories it's, about that shit. A, I won't be a, sending my shit off. <laughs> it's a Portsmouth thing, man. I fucking can't trust these people. <laughs> uh, you ready to talk about some uh, merchandise? And we'll get out of here. Let's do it. All right, man. First up, we're going to go to Shop AEW. We're going to talk about some new arrivals. So the first is a Paul White No More BS Zip Hoodie. What do you think about Paul White? 
I don't think we talked about that. Again, I think that's another good fucking signing by AEW. Like, how can that not be? WWE used it for years. The largest professional athlete in sports. Right. And he's sat on the shelf for how long? Not used. And now this dude's going to have a chance to be himself, be creative. We'll see what he comes up with. Now, that's not saying he's not going to go out there and shit the bed and people are going to be like, eh. That's not saying that. But he gets a chance to He has a fresh start. He has a fresh start. That's, you know, the ability to contribute. You know what I mean? Yes. Instead of being put on a diaper. (laughs) Uh, There's no more BS zip hoodie. A lot of people were a little butthurt about the no more BS thing. It's clever. It's his career. Let him do what he wants. Uh, Christian Cage outwork everybody. I don't, I don't know if I get the reference of him being like outwork people, but we'll see. I mean, that's going to be his new thing. We'll have to look. Ethan Page, I think I'm going to get that one. Big fan of Ethan Page. Uh, Kenny Omega, John Moxley exploding barbed wire death match. That shirt's probably not going to sell well. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the twelve the twelve ninety nine one. That's going to be a clearance shirt. Uh, Sting Darby Allen mashup shirt. Love that. Yeah. Love that. I think those guys complement each other very, very well. Uh, AEW Revolution 2021 poster tee. Sean Spears broken was kind of a take on the uh, the Nightmare logo. Kind of a Canadian aspect to it. Uh, Paul White, no more BS. Cody Rhodes, Howler. I know you like that one. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> Shout out to his dad. His dad old, wasn't a, a wolf and shit. Looks though. like an old American Dream shirt, though. Uh, kind of what I was getting at. I I know. I'm just saying. I don't like that. Uh, Red Velvet, Sweet Tooth, Jade Cargill, A Storm Is Coming. What do you think about Shaq taking a big bump? I thought that. Look at him out in these streets. Shaq took me the, back to took me back to Bash at the Beach. Hey, you know the guy didn't have to do that. And he did. You know what I mean? Dude's you a, don't need to go out there and go through tables. Dude's a multi, multi hundred millionaire. He don't need to do that. I thought that he, I, lo- he loves wrestling. I thought that was really cool, man. He came out there and did right by uh, AEW. I thought that was thought that was awesome. Yeah. I saw a Big Show in the back making fun of him for uh, stepping through the ropes, not over him. <laughs> uh, Jake the Snake, never trust a snake. I'm just happy to see Jake Roberts doing well. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's. Yeah. All jokes aside or whatever, I'm happy. Jesus Christ, DDP. Looks rough out here in 96. Hard to believe that guy's <laughs> going to take, take over the world in 97. Yeah, but he had, I mean, he, under, at that point, he had the Battle Bowl ring. You remember the Battle Bowl ring? He has a gum and a blunt roach going. <laughs> he hadn't figured the character out yet. Character <laughs> development. Uh, big shotty Lee Johnson shirt. Not bad. Lance Archer appetite mask. Sheeta. And then pretty Peter Avalon. So they have a lot of new shirts this week. Yeah. Every single one of them, except for the uh, Explaining Barbar Death Match, is black. My only criticism. I, I we just see so much, so many black shirts. Uh,. Top sellers for the week. We're going to go ahead and do the top 10. Number 10, Brody Lee exalted in the heaven. All proceeds going to the Huber family. That's slipping a little bit. Number nine, Sting, Justice. Number eight, 
Revolution 2020 DVD. Still my favorite pay-per-view they've had. Number seven, Kenny Omega mainframe shirt. Number six, No More BS. It's kind of hilarious. I don't care. Oh, God. We're going to look funny here in a second. Sting and Darby Allen, number five. AEW logo shirt, 50% off the Arena Overstock. So that's $15. Orange Cassidy, the creation of whatever. It's funny. Number two, Christian Cage, outwork everyone. And the number one selling shirt on Shop <sighs> AEW is the Kenny Omega, John Moxley, Exploding Barbire death match. These fucking AEW fans, I tell you. They fucking buy anything. <laughs> what the fuck? These guys are horrible. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Some of these fuckers will buy anything. Like, come fucking on, guys. Paul. I mean, if I look at that shirt, I'm going to think one thing. Come right. on. Right. If they would have had fucking sparklers or something oh, on the barbed wire. You know what they should do? They should own it and put out something like that. Right. And make fun of the shit. Like, I think that's that. And motherfuckers would buy it. Absolutely. You know? So, oof. let's go to new arrivals over at Shop WWE. Got three new Stone Cold shirts here. Looks like one's a 25th anniversary shirt, 1996. There's also another 25th anniversary shirt. It's got the skull logo on it. Well, the first one has a skull with him inside. Raisin was probably the double middle fingers. They have that edited out, though, I'm sure. And the second one's kind of like a, it looks like a band shirt. It looks almost like an ACDC shirt, to be honest with you. But I love Stone Cold. Can't knock it. Uh, the next one looks like it's uh, advertising as IPA. Sorry if yep. I'm being too close to the microphone. I was looking at, at the shirt. Here we go. Um, Riddle, the professional authentic shirt. It's kind of got a black, kind of a neon, the professional around it with kind of the, the, the foot and the slide on it. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Jeez. Legacy Championship Collector's Title. You're the belt guy. Go ahead. I have one belt. That's TV title. The only belt that matters. But <laughs> uh, this is a one of 500. And numbers are apparently chosen at random. Six millimeter plates. The center plate is six mil. That's or Yeah, six millimeter thickness. Jesus. A thousand dollars. I'm so glad that fucking stimulus money's coming. Right. Now I can listen. I'm not buying food, clothing, shelter. I am buying this fucking belt. That's what I'm buying. No, I'm just saying. I think the belt's cool. I like it's it. Normally, I cool. normally, I don't like these like gimmick belts like this, but I like this one. I That's like the rock one. And I like this one. I like the flare one. Um, but this one's fucking cool. But man, thousand you. You're never going to get your money back out of that. Never getting your money back out of that. You don't that. think? No. You don't think down the line that could be valuable? Unless you get number one. If you get the first one, then I think you're good. But if you, there's 500 of them, 500 belts. So you got a I one mean, in 500 chance of getting your money back. Yeah. And in your, you, I in mean, your, wow. yeah. Do you think somebody's going to be like, Man, like, and any of these other belts have they set? Because they're limited editions too. I haven't looked. So I mean, they're still for sale. I can tell I think you. Se- are, are they still available? Well, yeah, of course they're still available. Right. 
I don't know, man. These, you know how wrestling fans are, man. They spend some money on some weird they, shit sometimes. They just spent it on the sparkler match. They just made that the number one fucking selling t-shirt. God, what a popcorn fart, right? Fucking AEW, guys. Jesus. People are like, we talked about how good the show was about the ending, and now we're fucking with the fans. Fuckers. Uh, Tony Storm, it's Tony time. Authentic t-shirt. Huh. Whatever. That's yeah. Like, uh, what do you call that style of shirt with, like, the cuff sleeves? Uh, what a, yeah. Uh, not a rag one, but... Uh, I know what you mean. This was great in like the early 2000s, when your boy when your boy was hitting those dumbbell curls to get the girls. <laughs> I put on this style of shirt with the cuff sleeves. You know, I might stretch my arm up and that shit might go above the bicep. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I hit tries today. But that's it, man. That's it for the new arrivals at Shop WB. A G for well, that. In my for honest that opinion. Cold, I think this show sucked. What? <laughs> I thought this was a fucking banger. We're gonna do, we got to do better next week. <laughs> I'm just, I'm we're, just not do, we're not doing better next week. <laughs> the ending, listen, we're going to let fucking sparklers off, and you guys are going to talk <laughs> shit about us. So we don't mind, because it's going to be, Rachel is right now the marketing director designing a T-shirt with me and Eric holding the sparkler that says, fuck Dude, you. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. the fucking money maker right there. <laughs> that's it. No, what an ending. Uh, send, send us home, brother. Well, let's do shout-outs. You want to do shout-outs? No, no, fuck it. Fuck these Fuck people. all them people. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, shout-out to Cleaner. He's out in these streets. Ethan. Now, I don't rem- recall... If you heard about this, many moons ago, we did Husky hookups. This fucker's got a woman. I saw. So he's out in these streets, picking up women, proud of him, doing good, working. He's a correctional officer. Good. So uh, Ethan's came up, man. He's doing good. Proud of him. Uh, He always messages me and shit when, you know, when he wants to. So shout out to Ethan. Uh, shout out to Dobro, the homie, out in these streets, and Sammy Evans. Uh, this dude is everywhere. Messages me every day to make sure I have risen with the sun, to make sure I'm alive. And and I can say at least at least somebody does. So I'm yeah. cool with that, you know. And uh, just everybody, man. Shout out to Breaker and Bane, Power Hour. I, those two dudes are amazing. Always fun to talk to. Eric. And well, before that, let me give my Twitter handle, Eric, so they can follow me if they want to. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at BFrost28. Eric, drop your credentials and your shout outs. Shout Jeff and Scott over at Fully Posable. Obviously, OGs to the game. Jeff's really excited about fantasy baseball this year. So we're getting that going. You know, I hand out them L's in fancy baseball. Busted their ass last year, I believe. Did you win last year? No, I didn't win last year. What the fuck? I had fuck? a good team, but I didn't win. I, uh, I should do it this year just Speaking to win. of Jeff, he hosted, uh, you know, it's Fake Right with uh, Breaker and interviewed him, kind of flipped the script. I thought that was a great show. 
So really fun listen. Uh, Rucker and Marty over at Boot to the Face. Also check out Rucker with his 80 Proof pod he's got going live on Twitch. Uh, the Kings of Drip, Wando, and an update on Ray. He's no longer SoCal Ray. SoCal what? Ray, do you know this? I've seen he's uh, a fucking criminal now. So he's at Locked Up Ray 27. The handle's Ray on parole. Listen, this man's team won a championship. <laughs> he got so angry about it, he got himself kicked off of Twitter. He's angry. The motherfucker's angry. mad about a championship. When the Cavs won a championship. I, just, I think I just went on like a two-month-long party and binge. I didn't care what the internet said. Right. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> but you know, I thought that was funny. Only man to get kicked off of Twitter after his team wins a championship. Hilarious. I love him. Uh, all the Ohio players, y'all know who you are. Shout out, shout out to our Drew and Caitlin, Tales from the Estate pod. Uh, Ty, trying to get me in this Marvel Legends game. I'm resisting as hard as I can. Here comes Kimberly in a ballerina outfit. I don't know what's going on here. Um, yeah, the Marvel Legends, I listen, I can't do it. You can't bring yourself to buy any? I mean, I want to. I would like to, but I'm afraid if I go down that rabbit hole, I know how I am. You right. hear me talk about figures. You hear me talk about cards. Do I need to add something else to that? No. Because I went to Walmart. They do have some Marvel shit at my Walmart. I did send him the Marvel um, from from Endgame, the, the Build-A-Figure, the, the Thor Build-A-Figure set, Build-A-Figure yep. Fat Thor. I got him Captain America. They were sitting in my big lots. Yeah, here they don't. A lot of that shit don't move here. It's just sitting here. So, I mean, I and I don't know enough about it to be like, yeah, that's worth something. Yeah, that is. So I just leave. I just leave it set. Man, I tell you, what, Cap Tan America on on, on Twitter. Yep. Got a baller collection. And like he, it's not like uh, I'm sure he has a lot, lot more than just the pictures he shows. But the ones he has. He's like, no, you only need to buy like one of the figure, like one of each character, like what your favorite moment or whatever. I see he's got a couple Iron Mans. But I know you've never seen the you've never seen the Marvel movies, but there's an iconic scene where Iron Man snaps his finger, kind of reverses what Thanos did, mm-hmm. and he's got that figure with Tony Stark getting ready to snap his fingers, which is like the most iconic moment. You know what I mean? Of right. That. It's unbelievable. Like I don't know. I've I love those movies so much. It's almost, it's like wrestling figures, dude. I love those movies so much that like you look at the figure and you know what moment, what movie that's from, what moment that's from. And that's, it's, it's really, it's the same idea. It's really, really, really fucking cool. I just, it's not the, not that I can't, I just, I'm trying to resist as long as I can. <laughs> but I, but I tell you what, if I do see a dope Iron Man, I'm going to get it. That's so cool. it's, it's funny you say that. I, Cause you know, I'm on TikTok out in these streets mm-hmm. and Someone's, uh, you know, they ask these questions. It's like, so name something you spent a bunch of money on that, you know, most people would think is a waste of money. Well, this kid, like, or well, he's not a kid. He's fuck. He's our twenties. He like has an Iron Man mask that folds up and shit. And oh, looks, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be like a fucking five, six hundred dollar mask. It's like three. You can get it for. I think it's like three hundred dollars on eBay. I did see that. Yeah, and I it was like, like, opens up just like the Iron Man does yeah. in the movie and I'm shit. Like, that's it's got fucking, lights and shit. Yeah, I'm like, that's fucking cool, but you know, I don't know if I dropped you know 300 on that. Have you watched the uh, the WAP Avengers Challenge? I oh, have there. not. 
So they do a, a challenge with uh, Cardi B's and Meg Thee Stallion. Yeah. Who, God bless Meg Thee Stallion. Right. Absolutely. But they um basically they do a, a, a Marvel challenge with that song where they like get into the characters like they first they'll do Iron Man, then they'll do Thor, then they'll do Black Panther, and it's just, it's a whole it's it's Lily loves to watch them. So I I have a reaction video actually on my uh, on my TikTok okay. at Eric Brown seven four zero if you go check it out I think the second or third there's maybe the second video actually she has two reaction videos from them it's just Lily loves watching them I just kind of use my TikTok for that you know because Lily likes seeing herself on camera and now she's starting to dance when she sees people dance and shit it's just it's really right. fun but that's all I got man this show sucked uh, absolutely fucking horrible and and we're just ashamed that we could bring it to you. Follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. Always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram and now TikTok at Doing the Favor. Go to the website, doingthefavor.com. Links to our merch at whatamaneuver.net. Links to past episodes. We have a lot better episodes there than we than this one we're putting out this week. Right. Uh, SKUs, articles, legwork, all kinds of shit. Very naked pictures. All yeah, kinds I'm of just, stuff on there. I'm just, links to Barry's OnlyFans is on we're there. Just, we're just pissed we had to be here tonight. That's all we're mad about. So, you know, we're out of here. So fuck you guys. But no, right. thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, with that, good night and God bless. Yeah. It goes one, two, three into the foe. Erica Berry, you're up with ETF and that's for sure. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the years to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time. Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind. Just a few more days until we're back live. Will be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We fall so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah Doing the favor Doing the favor Doing the favor Until next time, doing the favor.